Welcome to our GRTR at 20 podcast series. And now an interview with the frontman of Melodic Hard Rockers, House of Lords, James Christian, recorded back in December of 2011. Now, is there any reason, James, why the um, founder member, keyboard player, Greg, is it Gwifria? Gwifria. Gwifria. Um, he never returned to the band after you. Well, after the early nineties, you, you did a an original lineup reunion at the Firefest event. I think that was two thousand and seven. But he wasn't part of that. No, um, Greg got more involved in a, a business aspect of. Uh, he was living in Las Vegas and uh, did something with some kind of patent on a slot machine, which. Uh, I guess turned out very well for him, and from that he parlayed that into a part ownership into the Hard Rock Casino in Biloxi. So he's um, really a businessman at this point. Do you ever feel? I mean, talking about constraints of expectation and what have you. I mean, do you ever feel that's a constraint? Because would there be a possibility to have the completely original lineup if if he was if he was basically up for it? You know. Yeah, that would be a possibility, but here's the problem. We tried it on Power in the Myth, and it failed miserably because um, everybody's musical tastes have changed, and everyone didn't want to go back to what we were doing 15, 18 years ago. They just didn't want to do it. Uh, But the record company wanted that. That's what the record company wanted to hear. Uh, I'm the only one that really believed in that sound. Uh, that I that I, I believe that it's still viable. You know, you just you, you don't record the record the same way, but you go go th- through it in the spirit of uh, writing it in the '80s. Uh, World Upside Down is a record that was done in 1990. I'm sorry, um, 2004, 2005, but it sounds modern. You know, it's it, but it's got all the melodic flavors that you need. So you don't have to. You don't have to sacrifice melodicness uh, to, to uh, sound modern. And uh, the problem was the rest of the guys were really into cre- recreating the sound, recreating a sound uh, that, that hasn't been done yet by House of Lords. Yes. No, I, I can understand that, really. They didn't really want to move forward with the music. Right. That was the problem. Now, now tell us a bit about the um, going by, right back in time to the formation of the band in the late 80s. Um, I gather you were protégés of, well, at least I think perhaps you were more directly um, in contact with Gene Simmons from Kiss, and he may well have recommended you to the band. But what was happening then around the late 80s? How did, how did it all come together? Well, actually, Chuck Wright brought me into the picture um, he had, uh, I had sent him a tape uh, because they were looking for a singer for Quiet Riot and I was uh, a little late getting to the party there that they had already chosen uh, I think Paul Shortino at that point but Chuck held on to my tape and when uh, they, they uh, were putting together House of Lords uh, that's when he brought me up and brought me over to meet Greg um, meet the rest of the guys I did a couple of tracks for them sang them and uh, they were totally, you know, totally happy with what I was doing, yet they had auditioned many, many, many singers. So it still wasn't a lock for me until I met Gene. 
again. We had met uh, prior to that because I, re- I uh, did a song for one of his records that he was producing, but um, we really weren't like you know speak you know calling each other on the phone or anything. It was a, a business thing. So uh, I had to go through the the, the uh, audition channels like everyone else did, you know, and I had to wait and, until it was narrowed down to two guys, and the, the guy that uh, it was either between me or this other guy, and I've, I remember that he was a Ford model, and he looked like, you know, perfect in every way, Adonis with hair, blonde hair down to his back, and uh, again, a Ford model, perfect, you know, image of a rock frontman. So it was kind of uh, nerve-wracking, but luckily they went with the better singer. <laughs> Thankfully. The better looker. He, he probably would have lost his hair over the years, wouldn't he? You know? Oh, who knows? All I know is that uh, back then, you know, image was, like, incredibly important. I mean, the poisons of the world and the Motley Cruise, you know, nothing against Vince Neil, but it's not, like, you know, on the top list of yeah. singers, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, he was the front man for Motley Crue. And, and that was a, you know, that was a big group. And it was all about image. And I was a guy from Connecticut. I didn't really have an image yet. But I did have a voice. I just needed to, you know, I needed a vehicle. And House of Lords was the perfect vehicle. And at that time when you came into the band, was there already that Gene Simmons connection behind the scenes? Was it um, his label, I think, was it, or...? Yes, yeah. Gene's label was what signed House of Lords, but what happened was after, uh, and it was distributed by RCA, but when, ha- when RCA heard the record, they took it off of Gene's, they took it out of Gene's hands and took it upon themselves and just said, look, you don't have to do anything, we'll do the rest, uh, we'll, we'll promote it, we'll pay for it, we'll do everything. And Gene said, as long as my name stays on there, Simmons Records, you can do whatever you like. So we had the we had the RCA engine behind us, and we had it behind us big time. I mean, they they hired Michael Bay to do our videos, and, and Michael Bay today is one of the biggest movie producers in the world. Uh, Transformers is all Michael Bay. Uh, Pearl Harbor is Michael Bay. The guy is all over the movie industry. Then he was doing our music videos. So that's another question, really. I mean, you were obviously getting great. Um support label support at that stage and how long did that continue for james for two records for right. two albums and then we decided that um the, the guy the president of rca they took from nashville and brought him into the rock um division up in la and from that point things got really weird uh, we had we had just released remember my name and it was climbing the charts it was climbing quickly. Uh, MTV had it as the number one, I'm sorry, number two most requested video on MTV. Back then, you had to request videos. They had, like, contests and stuff. So everything was going in our direction, and he pulled the plug on that song and went with another song right away, like he, a song that he felt was a stronger song. And we lost the momentum on Remember My Name, which would have, should have been a huge hit. It was, it was a hit, on MTV, but it wasn't the hit it needed to be. So uh, we really felt we got um, shafted, as you could we might say, at that point. And we didn't want to renew our contract at that point, and that's when we signed up with um, Victory Records, which is a division of Polygram. And unfortunately, when that record came out is when the music industry changed to grunge, and 
it was all over. It was all downhill from there. It's amazing the number of people you speak to, well, you know, obviously we speak to who, um, especially in the melodic rock genre, which was picking up speed in the late 80s, and it was really the heyday, wasn't it? And uh, as you say, it then all came to a halt because of grunge, and, um, you know, very sad for that, really. Uh, just finally then, James, um, talking about um, albums in the early 90s, have you got an overall favourite House of Lords album? Uh Yes, Demons Down. Right, because that's actually, that. That'll be the obscure album that possibly other listeners haven't heard. That one because it didn't have any promotion, as far as I remember, in the UK. And it was it, it was a phenomenal record. If you've never listened to it, if you've never heard it, you should definitely check that one out. Right, and and would you like to select a track off that as representative of the album? Yes. The song I would like to uh, take off that one is is title track, Demons Down. Demons Down, great. Well, look, great talking to you. I'm sure we'll catch up again in the future, James. All right. You take care. Thank you, David. And from Get Ready to Rock, good luck for the future. Take care.